0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Three Crosses Podcast. Uh, Here we are at Three Crosses Church on Celebration Sunday, Celebrate New Life Sunday, where we're dedicating new babies uh, to the Lord and celebrating baptism, where people are sharing their testimonies about how God has touched them and how they want to follow Him with their lives. Celebrate New Life Sundays to me are one of my favorite all year because we get to peek behind the curtain and see what God is doing in actual people's lives. And so kind of to that end, I've invited my friend Natalie Dean to come back and share with us again on the podcast just about what God is doing in her life and in the lives of her kids. And she didn't dedicate her babies and she didn't just get baptized on Sunday, but that's okay because I wanted to hear what the Lord has been doing um, in their family's life as they seek to follow him together. You know, whether you've dedicated a baby or been baptized, you're not on your own. You know, we as a church family want to walk with you and alongside you. And uh, so Natalie's going to share some stories with us about how people have done that for her and how she's done that for others. And I know that you'll be encouraged. So let's take a listen. (music) Natalie, thanks so much for joining me again at the Three Crosses podcast. My pleasure. Did you get a new job at (laughs) Chick-fil-A? Working on the My Pleasure
1: Oh, is that what they say? You know, I honestly have not been to a Chick-fil-A around here
0: Okay, Kyle, if you could just pause the recording real quick (laughs) We're gonna have to have a quick discussion Oh boy Man, I was there last night And I don't want to say it was the best night of my life uh, So I won't, but it was really, it was good I'm a Chick-fil-A fan And they do say My Pleasure every time you say thank you So it's kind of like a joke They're like the nicest people ever
1: so do they it's only like Three Crosses hire...
0: people are the nicest, and then like Chick-fil-A people are the second nicest, So I'd say.
1: <laughs> That's a pretty high rating right there.
0: Yeah, I'll stay behind it. I'll stay behind it. <laughs> I'll give you a coupon. What are we talking about? I don't know. Well, thank you again for joining us. We didn't come here to talk about Christian Chicken. We wanted to talk a little bit about uh, following Jesus together as parents and as spouses in the midst of our church context. Are you ready for this? I think I'm ready. Now, according to my sources, you are a pro at this, correct? Mm, I think you're a little
1: bit more of a pro than I am. I'm just following in your footsteps.
0: You have. uh, (laughs) So you shared with us on the Three Crosses podcast before uh, a little bit about your girls, but for maybe those listeners that didn't catch that episode, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your family?
1: Sure. Um, So Luke and I have been going to Three Crosses for about, it'll be seven years I think around today or somewhere around there. Anyways, it's your night. anniversary? Uh, no. Like you your know three what? crosses anniversary? I haven't marked it on the calendar, so I can't be entirely truthful if I give you a day. <laughs> I don't know. Let me
0: talk with security. Maybe they have some sort of spyware record. <laughs> Maybe we can find out.
1: Video cameras. Yep. Um, so. We've been going here for a little while now, and my oldest daughter just turned seven today. It's her birthday today. And then I have three-and-a-half-year-old twins.
0: And your birthday present to her was this podcast episode?
1: Yes, happy birthday.
0: What does a seven-year-old girl want for her birthday?
1: We're currently into unicorns slash mermaids.
0: Like a unicorn that is also a mermaid? Or like unicorns?
1: they do have animals that look like unicorns that's like a thing now she got a cat that it looks like a unicorn like has a horn but it looks like a cat but it has the colorful mermaid i don't know main thing going on
0: (laughs) i don't know either that's really not part of our toy selection (laughs) at home What a time to be alive. So did she get one of these cat-unicorn deals for her birthday?
1: Yeah, it's like a little teapot that looks like a unicorn, and it has multiple uses. You can either use it for a little watering thing (laughs) or put a plant in it, but it still looks like a unicorn because it's got a horn coming out of its head, but it looks like a cat. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. I don't know what to say about that.
0: This is amazing. Take her to Chick-fil-A, get a Happy Meal, you're good to go. So you guys have been coming to our church for... You said seven years.
1: and it's about, yeah. And
0: then the mathematicians will tell us that's about the same amount of time as your daughter spent her life mm-hmm. if she's turning seven. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So you've basically spent your entire time here at our church as a young family, family yeah. as they would say, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, the crown jewel and the, and the church crown, the old young family. <laughs> so they say, um, what do you... I was hoping, Natalie, that today we'll get into a few of the ways that being around other people, like partnering with you in your parenting journey has been helpful. I apologize for my throat a little bit. We're getting over illness, but our listeners can hang in there. So on Sunday, we had our Celebrate New Life uh, service. I really like those where we do baby dedications and even some baptisms where people are publicly expressing their faith in Christ for the first time. And one thing I like about the service is it's such a, a visual reminder that you're not on your own when you follow Jesus, that we as a church are there for you and with you and around you. And so if you did the baby dedication, you know, then we like sling some blanket at you, usher you off the stage. And you're like, now what? Now I've got to raise my kids as Christians. And so I was hoping that you could just share some of your experiences and dare I even say expertise at some of the ways that Uh, people who aren't you and your husband have helped impact your girls and helped like raise them up after Christ?
1: Definitely. Um, so our experience coming into the church was a little bit different since Olivia has a genetic disorder that causes her to be, um, affected more by germs and things like that. Um, she has a, So having a lower immune system means that we probably were not coming into church as much in the beginning. But as we started coming into church and we started sharing our story more, people were just so supportive of us and really loved on our family through that. And that was, it was hard. It was hard coming into a community, having a newborn um, and having her grow up in a community that we didn't know what it was going to be like having a child with special needs, and um, so as we shared our story, people just tried to support us the best way, and um, I think that really helped us really feel like Three Crosses was a family.
0: Yeah, so when she came to kids' church, does she she like coming? I say she. I know there's three of them. They're all girls. Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) in my brain, I was thinking about Olivia. Does she like coming to... The adventure.
1: Yeah, she does. She really enjoys it. I think she really gets a lot of out of it. And it's really neat to hear her sharing Bible verses. And I think this church really does a lot to really, um, help kids really get a feel of what the Bible is all about in a way that they can understand it at their level and at different stages. And I really like, like the puppet show It's just a, such a simple, easy way for kids to really get a lot out of, um, out of what it means to be a Christian and how important it is to really have uh, walk a Christian life at that age.
0: So, is she in the first grade class? On yes. Sundays. Okay, yeah. we don't have any first graders. We managed to miss you. We like my own family. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ashes in fives and so like fives and down is what we call preschool, right? And Mm -hmm. so then they're going in, they have a different program which includes that puppet show, like you were saying. Right. And song time. And generally speaking, there's a there's a craft kind of centered around the Bible idea. And then first grade on up is elementary school and they have more of like a lesson and they still have a time of worship in the C M C or the Children's Ministry Mm -hmm. Center and so on. And so I love like you're saying, I'm just trying to draw a picture for those that don't have kids this age, like how they try to bring in the age-appropriate content for um, for the kids. And so that's something that Olivia's grasped, as you're saying, is scripture that makes sense to her at her age level. Right. And your yeah. younger girls are how old now?
1: They're three and a half.
0: Three and a half? Yep. Going on
1: 16? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sauciness would... <laughs> prove that
0: (laughs) are they also into unicorns slash mermaids Um, are they more like punk rock and they're like no we want mermaids but with black hair
1: (laughs) yeah kind of that style of (laughs) already wanting to dye hair chop hair wear nail polish you know all the things that you've experienced right
0: (laughs) you know so we have four boys we don't we don't have any nail polish interest they don't really dress up that's probably they know (laughs) they just break things that's really our speed um, but my youngest Gabriel is also three and a half, and so oh, so you he's, know, <laughs> he's in he's in charge. So you, your girls want to cut hair. My, Gabriel just wants to cut everything. Everything. <laughs> um, but uh, what's funny about Gabe is that, like, growing up in a family with four boys, right? Like, he has all sorts of social outlet right in our house. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's pestering his oldest brother or you know causing trouble. <laughs> With Asher, who's five, or hassling me, um, he's still like he's so extroverted and he loves to build relationships with anyone, right? And so he always comes home uh, from church on a Sunday, and more than any of his brothers, he's telling me who he played with and who his friends are. And
1: wow,
0: I know at that's age impressive. at age three, right? At yeah, three, I was too great. afraid to talk to <laughs> anybody, and he knows the teachers and he knows. He knows which teacher teaches on which Sunday, like on Friday. He's like, oh, wow. I can't wait to go to church to see my teacher. Or maybe, I don't want to go to church on Sunday. <laughs> Is it Sunday? Like, no, it's Wednesday. Calm down. <laughs> so I feel like even at three, they're catching some of this idea that there's friends and that there's partnership and that there's something to be had at the, at the church family. Was that part of your experience growing up, going to like kids church and being involved and all that kind of thing.
1: I think there's something to be said about consistency of taking your kids to church because they really get the idea of what church is all about. Like it's just not, it's more than just going there and coloring and eating Cheerios or gummy bears and water. It's, it's a little bit more than just that. And I think that's what, what makes church, um, especially for kids to really, even though they may not be understanding the full concept of what it's all about like the girls have been coming home singing Jesus Loves Me. And it's so great to hear that because it's, even though they may not understand the fullness of it, it's getting it ingrained in them to, um, it's building a foundation for their future. And I think that's really important to start at a young age because they're at the age where they're a sponge, right? They're <laughs> the good and the bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I like what you're saying about that consistency of bringing somebody week to week I feel like sometimes you come whether you're I mean a kid or even as a grown-up right like you come one week and you think like well that didn't really change my life immediately this one hour I've spent at church maybe there's nothing there Uh, but that consistent like week to week engagement you look back and you realize like wow that really did affect me a lot
1: yeah I mean I think that's what's so great another thing that's great about this church is it's found its whole foundation is on community and what that means and there's community outside the church and there's community inside the church and I think coming in consistently not only for yourself as an adult but for your kids they're building relationships not only with the teachers but with the other kids like it's so great to be able to drop the girls off and for the teachers to recognize who the girls are and to know their little personalities and you know I think that's that's good. That's important.
0: Have there been any teachers that were particular, like particularly important to your girls or any, any special act of kindness that you kind of sticks out in your mind?
1: Um, not going to be like, not sure. Nobody's ever been kind. (laughs) No, I think there's just so many kids, but I mean, I think it's good to see that the teachers love on all the kids. I think that's that's important that you're coming to a place where you know that you can drop your kids off and they're being taken care of and that they're loving your kids in a godly way
0: yeah but there was somebody that hopped into your mind not at church but that's okay no i'm referring to
1: just regular school yeah why don't you tell us about that um so as i was saying earlier olivia has um a genetic disorder called cystic fibrosis and so when we when I was gonna start her in kindergarten, I was a little nervous about putting her into a school. I didn't know how the school was going to handle um, her medications about, I didn't know how they were gonna handle other sick kids coming in, knowing that her immune system is compromised. I didn't know if they were gonna be on top of all that. And um, it was just, it was hard for me. I was really nervous. I the principal was a little intimidating at first. I wasn't quite sure how it was all gonna come together. And so there was just a lot of prayer on my part involved. Um, I didn't understand what it really truly meant to be praying over your kids until you are letting them go out into the world and you have very little control over what they're going to be learning the environment that they're going to be in who they're interacting you're basically trusting this other adult to be watching over your child for six to eight hours a day it's it's a long time to have your hands off of that and it's really just it's really trusting that god is going to be watching her um and it goes back to saying like god loves your children way more than you do and you've got to just let go of that um of all that fear and anxiety that I think can easily pop up as a parent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So intimidating principal. What's their email? I need to let them know <clears throat> <She's clears throat> to listen to this.
1: A, so my first <laughs> conversation with her probably wasn't the best on my part because I wasn't expecting her, her forwardness. Um, but as i got to know her and as we sat down in a meeting with all the kindergarten teachers i was just so blessed with how much they wanted to help they didn't say no to any of the requests that i had Um, and then the teacher that she ended up getting was just amazing i mean because last year we had a really bad flu outbreak she was constantly on it asking me how olivia's been doing how you know oh there's been a sick kid we've been trying to put olivia on the other side of the class like there was one day where she, the teacher actually came into school sick because they have to do that. So they ended up putting Olivia in another class because oh, wow. she just was like, I don't want to get her sick. I just want to make sure that she's okay. And there were a couple times where Olivia couldn't go to school because she was sick. And so it was just like, how is Olivia doing? Is she doing okay? I mean, just amazing. I mean, I we have been so blessed by her school and her teachers. And it's just one way I think that God really shows love to us by just reminding us that he's got this like need to stop like take your hands off a little bit let me let me be in control of your life
0: so that forthrightness then kind of became a a problem-solving attitude definitely and just knocking down barriers i think that's so cool that they made such a good space for you and your girls yeah at the school um your little girls are not quite in school what do they do during the week
1: Uh, they're in preschool two days a week So they also go to school. And one of the twins also has cystic fibrosis. So they're going to the same school that Olivia went. And we told the teachers. So that was what was really nice, was most of the teachers that went there already knew about Olivia. And we had written. That was something that I did was I wrote a letter to all the parents kind of explaining um, what Olivia had when she went. And then my youngest, Maddie, I did the same thing, just asking, you know. I want to keep my kids healthy, I want your kids to be healthy, you know, I just want to explain what Olivia has, what Maddie has, and it's just been nothing but support from parents, from the teachers, just loving on the girls in ways, I just never thought that other people could love your children as much as you do, and I know that they're not, they're not the girls' parents, but just to embrace them and take care of them is, it's just like you can sigh relief, like, okay. They're, they're being taken care of and I can trust. I mean, I can't do everything and I can't, we've chosen not to put them in a bubble, but at least I know that there's others watching out for them. Yeah.
0: I think that's what you're talking about, just engaging at school and how parents can show love to your kids. I mean, you're talking right. about it like drop off time
1: or mm-hmm. pickup
0: time or by just a little bit of foresight and consideration, which doesn't seem to be you know, monumental, earth shattering actions and I'm thinking to myself like I wonder if there's somebody at church that I can show that love for at drop-off time pick mm. up time in the cafe a kind word um I think it really does matter it means a lot to me I know when people care about my kids
1: yeah it makes a difference when people are reaching out and showing love in ways that you just just never never expected I so was that last yeah it was last year um we had both of the girls ended up getting a pretty bad bacteria. And I was doing almost around the clock um, breathing treatments for them. And I was just feeling really overwhelmed. Like I was barely getting dinner on the table. I was barely getting the kids out the door. And I was in a women's Bible study at the time. And one of the moms said, I'll come once a week and help with pickups and drop-offs for Olivia and that just blessed my heart like way beyond what I could have even asked for like it was just and then another mom offered to pick up Olivia another day a week just to kind of help out with everything else and then what ended up happening was the one mom that had offered the first time um she is now Olivia's one of Olivia's first grade teachers this year and so at the school yeah and she's a believer
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: She's just, and she knows, and she knows about Olivia's circumstances, and she's just gone way over and beyond in trying to help out with Olivia and just loving on her in ways that I, in a godly way. And it's a blessing to me and to Olivia too.
0: Yeah. That's so cool to hear stories like that, of things like pick up, drop off, food, kind word. simple. You know, like a lot of times I think sometimes At church, at least, like, for us church pros, like myself, you know, like, working here to say, like, we, if you want to love kids, like, the only answer is, like, volunteer in kids' ministry. Yeah. Now, mind you, if you're listening, you should volunteer (laughs) in kids' ministry for sure. But not everybody can or has the skills or the schedule or desire, and I get that, too. But there's more ways that you can show more love than Mm -hmm. just clock and time in kids' class. Definitely. Although, don't get me wrong, you totally should do it. Just one service a, di- a Sunday, once a month. So you're talking about being in a mom's Bible study, and or women's Bible study, rather, and that these relationships have kind of trickled out into helping you with your parenting and with your, mm-hmm. with your family. Now, do you have extended family in the area that you kind of come alongside with and yeah. with? Yeah. And-
1: I'm super fortunate. Um, my husband comes from a pretty big family, and so they've basically helped us um, raise the girls in different ways and being part of, um, just being part of our lives. I, When the twins were probably around eight months old, and I was still carrying them in those carriers that are super heavy and awkward, and you, and I had two of them, and I was trying to be crazy strong and I was lifting them in and out of the van all the time I threw out my shoulder actually here at church um and I (laughs) uh oh (laughs) nothing it was just it just so happened just the way that I was turning and lifting and um anyways one of um Luke's cousins came and she came and drove the van and she did pick up and drop off for Olivia for me and helped watch the twins. So I could go to the chiropractor and just coming alongside us in a lot of different ways when we've needed it and not even asking, they've just been there. And that's amazing. Even in prayer, like just Luke's grandparents are still alive. They're almost 90 and they, um, and there's probably like 33 great grandkids. They pray for each and every one of them every single morning by name and just go through. And it's just, it's just such a blessing to know that you're prayed over, even though you may not think of it all the time and they can't do a whole lot other than that. But just to know that you're covered in prayer is huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents pray for me every day, or I should say my grandfather, my grandma since passed, um, And it does mean a lot. And every time you call grandpa, he's telling you, I've been praying for you. And you believe him. Not like one of these liars who just says he's going to do it and doesn't actually do it. And so he's in Colorado, but that same kind of umbrella, like you're saying, it really, it really makes a lot to have that faith legacy. And I wonder if we have some listeners that aren't from a Christian family and aren't, don't have that Christian legacy. I'd encourage you to find somebody who can be praying for you. You know, I -hmm. I know there is people around the church that would love you and would want to adopt you into that uh, kind of a ministry because it really does, it really does matter. Don't be don't be alone in that. You know, uh, we were talking a lot about parenting and like how this all hits your girls and family and like as a parent myself, you know, with kids this age, like it's just so consuming Mm of like everything. You do like your eyes open? Like, what have my kids destroyed? Right? Here you go to sleep. <laughs> How long will my yep. kids let me sleep? It's just such a consuming thing. And in the midst of that, like, uh, both like your individual self, like what you like to do, and like your hopes and dreams, I feel like sometimes get backgrounded. And then along with that, your marriage relationship, I think, can be difficult to cultivate in the midst, especially you know with some of the extra challenges that you guys have with. Uh, the medical needs so what are some things that you and Luke are doing recently um, if you don't mind sharing a little bit to uh, so you keep your uh, marriage strong and keep making sure that it doesn't get lost in this avalanche of unicorn cats <laughs> so, which sounds like a joke that's a real thing yeah I is. just learned about that you told me
1: I should take a picture and send it
0: <laughs> you should I would be amazed
1: um, so little disclaimer, I was the one that actually implemented the um, the Bible study group, a marriage. I was talking with one of my friends and I was like, we should get together and do a marriage Bible study. And I kind of roped Luke into it. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. He was like, do we really need to do this? I was like, yeah, I think it's good. And I think I don't want to speak for him, but I feel like he was thinking our marriage is good, which is it, which it is. It's fine. But I think. It's like well what do we need a marriage bible (laughs) like what can i possibly learn that i don't already know yeah but what
0: so like maybe one way for rephrasing that is like uh a marriage bible study isn't just for times of crisis yeah like or fixing like problems that exist
1: right but you're
0: seeing it more like almost as like preventative medicine in a sense or yeah, I relationship think, building. I think
1: it's a good way to grow your marriage and it's a good opportunity for you to take the time to talk when you don't necessarily always have the time to talk in the middle of the week, um, when you're tired or you don't always get a chance to have a date night. Um, it's a set aside specific time that you're being intentional about meeting with your partner. And so we chose to do this, like I said, with another couple, um, with a book recommended by you can i say that you can say whatever you want (laughs) you didn't say you have to do this it was just i came to you and asked you and this was a book but it's um it the book is called sacred marriage and i'm not trying to promote the book i'm just saying it was a good (laughs) (laughs) this is not a promotion um it was just it's a good we haven't finished it yet but it isn't even about the book per se it's a good book and it has a lot of good things it's about taking the time to really talk about things that you don't necessarily always like i said have the time to talk about and i think we've really grown in conversation in our relationship i mean we'll be married 10 years this coming march and i feel like there's still stuff that i didn't know or that we haven't exactly talked about before and just talking about them with another couple i think that's really great to find common ground to talk about things to ask questions because we're both in the um we both have young kids so how do you parent and do marriage with young kids and what does that look like and so i think that's a really important part of staying together
0: yeah 10 years that's great (laughs) congratulations Thanks. Do you have a big 10-year anniversary planned?
1: I wanted to go to Hawaii, (laughs) I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Too many other things going on, but um, somewhere down the line, yeah, I'm just happy that we made it to 10 years. I think that's, to me, that's like, it's not long when you look at like how long people have been married for, you know, when you look at your grandparents who've been married for 25, 30 years, but in the way that our culture and society is, I feel really blessed. That we've been able to make it 10 years
0: yeah like I haven't been doing anything for 10 years you know like <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't have cell phones 10 years ago we yeah didn't, it's true you know like our whole lifestyle is totally totally changed um you know Tara and I have been married I think uh 13 years this summer will be our 13 wow. and so it's like like you're saying it sneaks up on you in some mm-hmm. ways it doesn't feel like 13 for us and then sometimes it feels like we've been married our whole life. I can't remember what it was like
1: before to not be married. Yeah,
0: But it doesn't just happen. You know, I think it does take some of that work and then intentional time. I like how you're speaking about the Bible study as just a dedicated hour to talk about grown-up issues and grown-up things. Mm-hmm. So even if you learned zero things from that book, if the space created sparked that conversation, I think that that's totally worth doing.
1: It is. Would you
0: recommend that to other parents around the church?
1: Definitely. I mean, even if you don't do that book, if you just take the time to meet with your partner, to meet with your spouse, just to talk about life. Um, We were trying to do that and we haven't recently, but Luke was, his saying is if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. So we have Mm. an actual wall calendar because I'm old school like that and I like to see what's going on. (laughs) I don't sync our iPhones or anything like that. But he would write it on the calendar, like, one night a week or one night every other week. Let's have a meetup time. And so for me, that was a way that I could prepare myself because most evenings by 6 o'clock, I'm done. Like, my brain doesn't function very well after a certain time. And so if I knew that that was going to be a night where we were going to be talking – then I could prepare myself and think like, okay, like, what are we going to talk about? Even if it's just like, what's going on in the next week? Like what's been going on with you at work? And just having that set aside time, um, I think was, has been really helpful in our marriage.
0: Yeah. I like what you're saying that knowing that the evening is coming a certain way helps you anticipate that mentally. Mm-hmm. And so instead of him hassling you at girl's bedtime, all right, let's talk about these important things and, right. you know, and you're just totally melted from the day or vice versa you know and I think that's how most people operate it's like well I feel like talking about something therefore you must join me in this right now but scheduling it ahead and anticipating it I think there's a lot of value in that
1: yeah there's I think it's good to have something to look forward to as well I mean you can there's stuff sometimes that just doesn't have an opportunity to come up so that's a night that you can say like okay let's talk about all these things and and again be intentional about it
0: some people would say that like scheduling conversations, it feels like it's sucking the, like the spontaneity or it the is. romance out of it.
1: But you have kids, right? Like you have to schedule <laughs> stuff. That's just real life. <laughs> and that's just, you know, things don't happen. Again, things don't happen unless they're on the calendar.
0: I like that you're just like, yeah, it is. <laughs> we have a wall calendar to hang out with each other. We do. But it's better than not hanging out, I guess. Yeah,
1: I would much rather have it like date night on there than not.
0: Yeah, I think chasing sometimes the idealistic vision of what a relationship looks like blocks the reality of what a relationship can look like.
1: Well, and before you have kids, right, the spontaneity is, it's real, you can do it. But once you have kids, it's, you know, you really do have to be specific. And actually, it's a business partnership in a way in that aspect.
0: Yeah maybe you could schedule like one saturday like a like a planned time for spontaneity or something like that
1: <laughs> put it on the calendar spontaneity mm-hmm.
0: you could <laughs> and then you, who knows what's going to happen in who that hour knows? but something yes something but i like that you're prioritizing time you know like it doesn't seem maybe it doesn't seem like a lot but i think for families out there that are trying to figure out like how do we cultivate time together and how do we really raise our children in the Lord and how do we Mm -hmm. you know, focus on marriage and we've got bills and we've got sports and we've got friends and we've got whatever. You know, and you're talking about some pretty, I don't wanna call it simple because it does, I don't want it to imply simplistic or, or not valuable but you're talking about things like get your kids to church as often as you can and get them around the good community even if it doesn't change their life every single minute, like the long-term arc of that is super important. You're talking about schedule an hour a week or every other week to talk about grown-up things in the evening and that that long uh, faithfulness together will grow itself. I think most people can aim at something like that. Try Mm -hmm. something like that. Definitely. Okay, so here's your your challenge. Go home, put on your wall calendar. (laughs) We're going to go drive to Chick-fil-A. That's right. It's going to be amazing. It's not that far. It's like 15 minutes east of here. So, Natalie, I've really enjoyed um, you spending your time with us and sharing a little window into what you're trying to do with your family in terms of cultivating faithfulness and raising your kids in the church and alongside the church and helping others in the church. You know, I think that's a really good message, especially for those parents that are dedicating new children or you know have family on the horizon or maybe people celebrating baptism and taking a step into the family of God. What does this mean? You know, I think it's cool to see how um, our church has hit your family, like, in some positive ways. I think that's really, really cool, you know. So maybe as our last thing, I just want to ask, you know, one more question because you guys are, we've talked a little bit about you uh, and the girls and you and the girls, like, out in the world, like, in the school world, so to speak, and then you and Luke kind of on your own, like, as a couple. Is there anything else that you and Luke are involved in, like, with others, like, community groups around the church that you might recommend for people to to check out that have been helpful for you.
1: Yeah. Luke and I started going to Kaleo once we had kind of a regular schedule back at the church and the girls have all been pretty healthy recently. Um,
0: so you are coming to Kaleo. What is that?
1: That is the community hour at 9:30. Um, it's a group for young families to meet where you teach. <laughs> yes. I've heard of this. I am there. Um, It's really just a great opportunity to come and meet other people around your age. Um, I should say my age to clarify, I'm almost 36. So it's, I guess it really, I don't know, is there an age limit? Because there's older people that come in that kind of pour into younger people and there's people that are single I think it's just different walks of life which is what makes yeah, it yeah so great. we uh,
0: so around the church you know we have the different Sunday communities at 930 mm-hmm. and a lot of them are targeted at an age group and so our target at Kaleo and Kaleo is from the Greek word it means to cling together and so mm-hmm. like that's kind of our heartbeat we want to be people there for each other like you're saying and we meet in the chapel at 930 and the chapel's right next to where you drop your kids off very convenient you've <laughs> got to come right so um we say that if you have kids in the children's ministry, like that's kind of who we're kind of for in the heartbeat. But as you said, like we have people that aren't parents and that they come and we are super happy to have them. We have people who are having grown kids and they come and we're super happy to have them because they help us get a little wisdom. You know, what was it like when you know, your girls were buying unicorn water cans and like, how do I deal with, you know, how do I deal with elementary school? And uh, I kind of share that wisdom. But So there's not like an age limit per se, but if uh, you're listening and you have kids in elementary school, especially, or preschool, um, we'd love to have you. We're actually doing a series right now called uh, Faith Starts at Home, where we're talking about some issues about how to raise your family uh, to honor the Lord. So like, how do we have a prayer time at home? And how do we teach the Bible to my kids, you know, at home? And uh, how do I, you know, how do we do things like manage screen time and all this Mm -hmm. kind of thing? And so if that's something interesting for you, uh, I invite you to come out. Now I've totally stolen whatever the heck Natalie <laughs> was gonna say by describing what the group was.
1: You basically said it better than I could, so.
0: But, uh, so you guys come, uh, not every week, because, it's, man, who can come at 9.30 every week with kids, but uh, what have maybe just like one or two benefits been for you guys for when you have you know become involved in the community?
1: We've really gotten a chance to meet some other young families, and I've connected with some other moms. Um, which has been really great. I actually, there's another mom that I've connected with and she also goes the same gym as I do. So I see her there. And we've just really gotten a chance to talk and share. And I think there's something to be said, maybe that's just me and I'm a woman, but when you come into a room and you see people that you know and that you can connect with and share with and people know your story and kind of know your background, and they want to know how you're doing and what's been going on. Oh, and hey, I haven't seen you at church in a while. There's that, that feeling of belonging. Um, and I think that's what Kaleo is really good at. Um, and also just a way to connect with other parents and to get to get good input that you don't necessarily get when you go to hear a sermon, and nothing wrong against the sermon. I think it's great you need to be fed, but if you can go to church and then to a community group where you know that you're getting help and encouragement to be raising your own kids, I think that's really important, especially in this day and age where I think it's a lot harder to raise your kids with all the things that are going up against you.
0: Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that that's been something happening for you. We hope that that does happen for a lot of parents and moms and dads and have a little time to talk about those important issues in a way that's different than, as you say, like just attending a service, which we love attending services. Yeah. At 930, it's cool, too, because they have the, uh, the Adventure Children's program going on as well. And so your kids can be super well cared for and mm-hmm. um, enjoy a different program than they do uh, during church time. So if you stay for the 11 o'clock service, like my kids, you get to have... Uh, your kids get to enjoy something different as well. Um, so, come on out if you have any questions about that. Send me an email, I'll forward it to Natalie. She knows everything. And, uh, sure. <laughs> and that's how that works. So, Natalie, once again, I thank you so much for coming down, sharing your story, sharing your family, sharing your heart with us. Um, it's always a privilege. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you tuned in this week to share with our Three Crosses podcast. I hope that Natalie's story was encouraging for you as it was for me. And I wanted to encourage you, if you felt like you wanted to step into that same type of community, to join us at Kaleo on Sunday, 9.30 in the chapel. Uh, You can reach out to me uh, using the email address, podcast at threecrosses.org, and I would love to help get oriented to that community. Or if that community is not a great fit for you, maybe you feel like you want to connect with a our followers community or our challengers community for senior adults or our middle school or high school or whatever it is for you, I encourage you to step in somewhere and don't be following Christ alone, but get connected. I'd love to help you to do that. We're praying for you. We love you and we'll see you next week.